Before we get started, it's worth mentioning that the podcast you're about to listen to is an audio rip of a fully filmed YouTube show. While this podcast is perfectly enjoyable in this format, there will be the odd reference to something you can't see. It doesn't happen that often and it won't take too much away from the overall experience. I wouldn't worry about it. But if you do have the time, I recommend Video Namaste in its preferred form, where you can see clips, our lovely faces and Danny's kitchen. You can find it on the Pleasureland YouTube channel, but hey, if this works for you, I'm not going to argue. Please enjoy. Guys, this is smashing, but I cannot fucking understand what he's saying because it's like. <laughs> 46th Street. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me! <laughs> that was so... incredibly fucking rude. <laughs> Today we're going to be reviewing some films. Talking about films. Enjoying films. Living films. <sighs> You've still got time to grab a coke from the foyer. <laughs> from the foyer. <laughs> totally. Ladies and gentlemen, keep your arms inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy video nemesis. Things are about to get pretty fast. <laughs> pretty fast and pretty ropey. Life lesson kids, stick in it. <laughs> this is it. This is just the whole. Let's just do this. Like <laughs> presented by Taff Nadell. <laughs> Where's my favourite jumper? This is rubbish. <laughs> it's like it's so. In terms of time, when this is filmed, we've just put out the Attack the Block episode, and like I watched the beginning of it this morning because somebody was watching it, and it was like their first episode of Video Namaste, and then like we don't talk about the film for a bit. I don't know, it must be about five minutes or something. Imagine being like, I'm a big Attack the Block fan and you put it on and you're just like, what is this? What is this hot garbage? <laughs> but it's traditional. It's, it's traditional now. <laughs> oh, totally got it. To I know, I'm sorry. It just went, I, I can feel it's going into my voice now. I wasn't even I know, trying. Um, it's traditional to start a podcast with a bit of tomfoolery and hijinks. Yeah. And Finley's foot. Yeah, watch that DVD case, you... <laughs> That's my mammy's. I, that. I can almost answer my infant. That's for you, Daddy. I'll get it under the table. The groin pillage. I think I just wishboned myself. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right, that's joviality done. For this group, bunch, batch, yeah, gaggle, gaggle of films. This, no. <laughs> no, no more. <laughs> um, we are uh, looking at what probably we could call uh, well knowns, lesser knowns. Mm-hmm. Aye, aye, totally. Yeah, we call it. yeah uh, So we're basically talking about um, underappreciated uh, films of large popular directors. Large directors. Large directors. <laughs> Orson Welles, <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> Coppola. <laughs> totally. It sounds like an ice rink. Francis. I just, I felt Coppola's Francis and I was for Coppola Cola. Aye, so this episode, um, this reel, uh, we're going to talk about Witches Eastwick. Hold on to your britches because, uh oh, the fucking devil himself is only showing up to give Cher and her mates a hell of a bad time. A devilish comedy that's sure to light a fire in your kitchen. Hell's kitchen. 
<laughs> yes! Um, which is a film from George Miller. Thanks, there, Finlay. Uh, and he's it. obviously. Point to your camera, Finlay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good shot. Which is Eastwick. Aye. It's smashing. <laughs> and that's for George Miller, guy. Oh, it's an 18? It's an 18, right? Aye, no, no, totally. There you go. Uh, I think that's the only thing that's really George Millery about it is the fact that it's a bit adult, <laughs> you know. But uh, there's a fast car at the end of it. There is a fast, good, good stunt <clears> as well. <throat> but we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. Um, and he's, I love all his films. Every single, although I've not seen Happy Feet Twa, but I really enjoyed Yin. Yin was alright. Who'd have thought it? Eh? Who'd, have, who'd have thunk it? Aye. Who'd have thunk it? That's the funny thing about it. George Miller. Like when you you chose Witches of Eastwick, George Miller. Um, is like George Miller's got a lot of films that make you go, was that him? No, I totally uh, like obviously like Babe and stuff like that. But that's the thing. That's why I love him. Takes he's a total, he's like a contrarian. He'll, he'll I thought you were going to say he's a total babe. He's a, t- <laughs> hey, he's a fucking pretty rocking looking old dude, man. Uh, I totally, well, he wears his wee, he wears his wee circular glasses. He's got his uh, like wavy grey hair. He looks like he looks could like. take tickets at the mission. Uh, I was going to say he's got a kind of like like goth grander look about him. And you're what like, Owen calls yeah, goth echoes. Like, Aye. you know that in his day, mm, he had a wee patchouli weft about him. He had a wee mission <laughs> t-shirt. Aye, aye. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but he's, he's obviously most famously known for the Mad Max films. And just before this, he concluded the first trilogy, uh, Thunderdome. And, like, just a couple years later or whatever, he just decides, ah, fuck it, I'm going to make Witches Eastwick. It's difficult to point one point in one thing, that one particular thing that I love about this film. Uh, because it's it's a it's technically like three different films all mashed in together, Aye. and I think that this is maybe why this film didn't really connect, or it hasn't had the same shelf life as his other films, and um, because it, it tonally makes a few shifts, and mm-hmm. um, that that. Well, this this. <laughs> I just had a total brain he's, fart there. No, I was going to say, like, I, like I, my, this was my first time watching it. Aye. And Aye. I didn't know much about it. Do you know what I always get Witches Eastwick and Hocus Pocus mixed up? Aye. Aye. There's, there's, a, there's a few, like, <clears throat> there's a few, like, sort of ones that you can kind of comparatively put together with it. Like, as I say, it's like, uh, Witches Eastwick and Death Becomes Her double bill would be fucking amazing. Aye. But Hocus Pocus as well. Well, the thing is that, I mean, my, I had a lot of assumptions about Witches of Eastwick. One, uh, I thought it was like a family film or like a because uh, I didn't look at the rate before I started but also I thought it was going to be like a well I thought it was going to be kind of there was going to be a lot more fantasy right through it from the start mm-hmm. and um, so like I sat down watching it not knowing I just thought I'm just going to sit down and watch it I'm not going to annoy you about good. it and um, I it like obviously the title is The Witches of Eastwick and then you've got that little moment at the beginning where they all basically summon the, the rain clouds and mm-hmm. um, and but, and Daryl as well. Mm-hmm. That's um, it. But it's like the answer but is then called. It's like the, the amount of like the amount of magic that's in the film is actually quite light up mm-hmm. until a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, sorry. And whenever it's whenever it's used as well, there's there's always it's not like total fanciful um, uh, uses. Uh, you know their own powers and stuff like that. It's, you know it's, it matters to the plot. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, yeah. it's relevant to what's going on. And relevant it's not like a fucking show. You know, yeah. and I like that. And uh, most importantly, though, I think no, there is one thing that I can really <clears throat> pin down that I love about this. And as a wee guy, like I fucking, I got this video for uh, what everyone wants, 
and it was like that Masters of the Universe were the two videos that were in there all the time like the 299 guys right. uh, so we, uh, like we got them more time and I watched which is like Ur and Ur and what I loved about it was it was like growing up in a house full of women it's not often you <coughs> see any film especially one for 87 mm-hmm. where there's uh, th- like three women having a frank adult conversation yeah, you know and yeah. like there's nothing really like it and it, certainly at that that time uh, and that was that was good seeing that I was like oh okay this is kind of new for some reason this is only just new <laughs> you know? okay. uh, so like for that reason I like it and I love the fact that like uh, it plays on gender issues gender roles and stuff Absolutely. like at the very start Absolutely. they're talking about the value of family and stuff that principle mm. the sleazy principle and he's like it's funny as well divorced and all that uh, we were what when we were watching I was watching with my girlfriend when Jack Nicholson turned up and start started giving his speech about mm-hmm. how terrible men are and all that sort of stuff <clears throat> and Kate went is Jack Nicholson playing a male feminist <laughs> <laughs> I'm on your side ladies <laughs> you see women are in touch with different things that's my opinion I know it's not a fashionable opinion right now but it. I know what I see I see men running around trying to put their dicks into everything, trying to make something happen. But it's women who are the source, the only power. Nature, birth, rebirth, cliche, cliche, sure, but true. Trust me, I can articulate your feelings. <laughs> but that's the whole point. That's, I was yeah, exactly. That, like one of the things, I mean, there's loads of things you can talk about in this film. It's very, there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of things you can talk about, but um, the whole sort of feminist conversation, like I, I feel like uh, I feel like we're not in a great position to to really delve deeper. I don't no, think we're qualified. We've got, really. we've, got, we've got Willies. <laughs> Let's just like, still here. No, yeah, no, I'm like, I think it's interesting, like uh, looking at that. I mean, that's '87, mm-hmm. and it's kind of there's nothing about that. In like what it tackles or what it looks at, mm-hmm. that's even remotely dated. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like it's Aye. exactly the well, that's, same. That's what I got out of it, especially with this watch. Like, was that the film is basically a western. Like it starts mm-hmm. out as a western because it's like there are three bold women in a like really small lonesome town, mm-hmm. and then a stranger with what they know comes in and completely changes their life. So it's basically the, the man with no name or that need. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's like, can it's, a, it's a wee bit of a western, but it's also a film about female empowerment mm-hmm. and what it takes to become like an empowered female but also how males react to females who are only like meek uh, or like yeah. who are only like subservient mm-hmm. and how obviously he turns bad and nasty towards them he's like I made you like this and they're like we don't uh, need you it's like he's basically for the start uh, he's exploited them mm-hmm. and then he tries to play off as his own like he like he has this uh, like Daryl Van Horn um, Jack Nicholson who's Fucking incredible best, in this. Best Nicholson. Best. I, yes, he's I, best, I, it's my favourite film of his. Because like, he's just fucking gone for it as well. So like, it's, it's, it honestly feels like it was written for him. Plus, Bill um, Murray was up for it first. Plus his outfits are <laughs> fucking stupendous, man. Like all the all the like kind of kimonos and like jammy guys and that. Uh, it's just he's just like pure luxury. Like see when he's in the bed and he's like lying down like all seductively and that's like. I like a little pussy so after lunch. Good, man. So <laughs> there is something about there is something perfect about Jack Nicholson as the devil. Really. Uh, totally, and writhing about it, but he's fucking physically in terms of like, physical comedy, he's, he's fucking. It was so funny because at the beginning of the film, I mean, obviously you know that Jack Nicholson's going to be in it as well, so you get to that point of the film 
where the three women are wishing for a man to come to town mm-hmm. and they sort of list his qualities that they want I like, and I in your like, head you're like so they're going to summon this guy but in your head you're going but it's going to be Jack Nicholson uh, and it, it has arrives. to be handsome but uh, not too handsome yeah. right? <laughs> he shows up he's wee ponytail uh, like. but see, that, see that bit when I was like when I was watching it this time was I liked the idea and in my head I was thinking see as they were wishing it he was changing in the car so see when oh, it started yeah, out, yeah. he wasn't Jack Nicholson, but they're like, he can't be too handsome. So he, I like the idea that he's actually transforming in the car, so oh, it's like, he can't have too big a dick, but as long as it works and all that, like, I like the, the idea that he's just changing in the car to suit what they're asking for, oh, and by the time he arrives, he is who he is. I will always have the opinion that he's shape-shifted as well, like, right. when they're, like specifically when they're talking about the, his willy, and he's like, oh, it kind of bends a little like this, you know, and uh, they've all got different kind of accounts and things and stuff. Um, I, but like the point I was making about... Um, the the fact that he exploits their powers like it's, it's them that summon him mm-hmm. they're all pissed off with a man telling them telling a huge bunch of people like what the the value of a family is you know mm-hmm. the, the dignity of having a man in the house and stuff mm-hmm. like that and uh, like, fuck off and then the clouds are coming it's thunderous and then uh, like finally that's it and then that's the whole like when they get in their coven like they, they all get love. together three witches as a coven yeah totally that's it, coven. the Sorry. coven the <laughs> coven rounds with up <laughs> Oven, <laughs> no, nah, not coven. Coven rhymes with oven. <laughs> so when they get together and like they talk about it and they're like, "We made that happen. How cool is that?" And they're like, yeah. Yeah, "I want to get you on David Lerman." Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's cool. And then they then they summon him. So he's responded to their powers. Uh, he's exploited that. He showed up. He's shagged nearly every one of them. Then mm. gets them together and he has he unifies them. It's him <laughs> that brings them all together. <laughs> shows them their powers and stuff like that. And that's I great. That like how thing. unusual is that for any film today, even two thousand sixteen? Yeah. Well, like that. That was the thing I was confused about. Like, did he bring out their powers? No, no, not at sorry. any point. No, no. Uh, no, no, they are yeah, always in control. They, they, that's, that's why you have that scene at the beginning where they summon the mm-hmm. right, accident. Totally. They just, they're just not aware of their own power. Right. But sorry, it's suddenly actually all beginning to sink in. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, it's them that obviously, uh, who, they're, they're always in complete control, uh, with the exception of what happens with Felicia, uh, Veronica Cartwright, right. another one with yeah. and that. Like, her in this film man Christ talk about she's like really, somebody chewing she's up she's got fucking bonds around I mean, she's great and like how many films she does do you hysterical know? really well I, she? I, when she's getting dragged out of the church and that like mm. it's like a film in the 80s where a woman shouts uh, anal intercourse and dildos in a church in a church <laughs> <laughs> you know what no. I mean it's great it's not afraid to like you know like I, I kind of miss stuff like that when I was wee I was like what yeah. don't you see what's happening in our very homes. You know, you know who I'm talking about? You know, you know what's going on in that house. There is violence, there's diversion, shamelessness. All right. Comforting <laughs> with that devil. She's fine, she's okay, she's uh, <laughs> No, drugs, drugs are this. Murder, rape, uh, incest, Spanish flies, dildos, anal intercourse. Uh, listen to me. Sorry. It, it's 
pretty frank in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, like how it, like the, in terms of the conversations that the characters have, and also how it deals with gender roles that it sets yeah. out for the start. No, it's it's one of the, it's actually even by modern standards, you're just like, how did this film? Make mm-hmm. it through, aye, because the shit that a big gets... studio film as well. No, no, totally. Plus the whole like New England sort of Salem feel about mm-hmm. it as well. And well, it's that. set in um, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. So like, and they converted like that wee town. They converted like a wee town into that. And I was reading about it, and it says that when they finished up, finished wrapping them up, once they were obviously cleaning out the wee town. They donated tunnels of money to the local church so it could get restored. Because uh-huh. I don't think they damaged it, but I think it was just to say like thank mm-hmm. you to this yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. So they done that, and apparently also that the like the bit where he bursts all the feathers at him. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like for ages and ages after it, people Aye. were finding like wee feathers like kicking about like right. the town and all that. It's like nah, it's pretty cool. And I, I read as well that. Like the town's involvement, like apparently it was like a real kind of cooperative <coughs> effort. Like a lot of the actual like folk that live there are extras in it too. They didn't hire oh, outside, right. and they kept it on, and they hired like a local uh, carpenter to do all the signs, like the fake signs for the new facades and like Eastwick. Uh, like that, there's a sign that says Eastwick. I think is like welcome to or whatever, yeah. and they ended up giving that sign to one of the producers, and they made a table at it. Oh, <laughs> was that? Nice. That fucking table, nice. man. The big Eastwick table. So, ah, it's uh, it's nice that like the uh, the the kind of story behind it is is dead nice and kind of uh, like it just shows how George Miller's like obviously like a really kind of humble guy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he uh, apparently made the mistake of uh, denying his own trailer. He's like, I'll never use it. I'm I'm called on set all the time, and mm-hmm. uh, then the studio took that as a sign of weakness, and then they started like giving him I this read money about and that. stuff. Aye, that, that Jack, was, was it, Jack Nicholson. Gave him some advice or aye, something about aye. aye. He's totally like, no, that's a sign of weakness. <laughs> aye, and he's like, just going fucking guns blazing. And it's like, aye. they'd ask for 50 extras, they gave him 15 and stuff like that after that because, right. like, you oh, know, he great. was. Aye, totally. So but apparently, that... was, there was a lot of problem with the production there. I was going to say, is that why? Because I, I also read that, um, that Miller wasn't. He didn't particularly aye. enjoy making. Like, this was his first uh, Hollywood film, really, because even right. like, Thunderdome was... First American was, film. Uh, first American film, uh, uh, Even uh, Thunderdome was like, largely Australian and mm-hmm. uh, mostly shot there and stuff like that. But aye, uh, the studio, like, that, it's kind of shitty, eh? that's your first experience. Uh, mm-hmm. But he fucking, he, he dealt with it really well and like he played the business really well because he's like a member of the Academy and stuff like that and uh, he's obviously won a bunch of Oscars and that. Yeah. And, like, you know, he's, he's, it's good to see that that wee journey he's went on, he's, he's just got to where he's got to because... Punk rock grander, man. Aye. Punk rock grander. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I, mean, I, I mean, we can talk about this all day, but like, the fact him, the fact of him being at the stage of his career that he's in and managed to make Fury Road is like... Imagine any, like, I've not seen, <laughs> not even like Justin Lin's making action films like that, they're, they're great, like, but they're no, I know Fury Road good, like, Aye. that's, that's, that's a, that's a kind of action film that exhausts you, Aye. you finish watching it, you're like, fucking hell, you need a holiday after that holiday. Hyperconnected <laughs> <laughs> as fuck, I like it, but even like, like, which is Eastwick, I was expecting like, like, a lot more George Miller-isms in it. There's, yeah, a, there's a lot of beautiful shots, like some some of them look like fucking meatloaf videos. <laughs> but like the day, man, the fucking day, like the bit with the with the um, music sheets and like the burning cello and all that. Oh that's, yeah, that's yeah, 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 that sex scene, man, so funny when Sarandon like, just gives him the horn eyes. Sarandon's like transformation is 
Our hair's our hair gets so big. I know it's so, so big, man. It's amazing. <laughs> Sure, uh, like again, I watched it and I was like, I suddenly realised that I haven't. I mean, I've seen Cher in films, obviously, mm -hmm. but she's not. She she, does, it feels like she she's feels not very, enough. She feels very Cher, which is Aye. stupid as fuck to say, <laughs> but she feels very Cher in Witches East, which well, is very but like, laconic and kind of like cool and very forward and kind of. I don't know what you'd call it. Like, just. I hate the fucking just, face, like. Sassy or know, diva, like, but she's like a better personality is. But she was originally is in that character, but she was originally cast as Jane, uh, Susan Sarandon's mm. role, and she like, um. and it wasn't until Sarandon apparently showed up and it seems like bullshit. But she, until she showed up and said she didn't know it's like, all right, now I'm playing it, Alex. Like, but yeah, sort of like if you uh, the thing that I thought of Sarandon going from the uptight to the sort of outgoing. You know the the more yeah, let loose mm -hmm. eye. It made me think of Rocky Horror. Obviously, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was this, <laughs> this kind of this is kind of the same uh -huh. journey. Um, so I just assumed that that's like one of the reasons she was in that role, maybe. But um, like no, I think um, like I was watching the film and like I genuinely came to the conclusion that Cher might be superhuman. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's, uh, she fucking is. <laughs> She's she is superhuman man. What did she know about? But she had six there or something. Aye, she totally. Like, I really like given that out of the three of them, I felt like she was the one that was in charge, mm -hmm. and not through any sort of story reason. It was With just charisma. her presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I'm especially when you're next to Susan Sarandon and Michelle Pfeiffer, it's like yep. Um. So yeah, no, she's yeah, she was really good. She Aye, was she's, really good. she's a fucking incredible woman. But then at the same time, the other two are like. Susan Sarandon was great as well. Uh, yeah, she is. Um, like, we were talking about that, uh, uh, the sex scene. Mm. Like, how fucking hilarious it is and like, Jack Nicholson again with the physical comedy and stuff like that. But like, that, uh, actually, like, f for years, like, any time I watched that film and Sarandon gave the eyes, that was me away. <laughs> it's just like, mm, that's what, that's what that's all about, right? That's, Go to it. I just spat a bit of fucking chocolate leap in that zoo. I just went, ha, I Right back on top of another one. Give me billet. And um, I think Michelle Pfeiffer, like, she has. She plays Suki. Let's talk about that name. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle the Pfeiffer. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, eh? Michelle the Pfeiffer. Why? I'm some sort of witch or something like that. <laughs> but I can't properly mind it. Eh? Could you believe it? I was just thinking about a chicken and pain at the pit. Right in front of us. Right in front of my knees. <laughs> That's a fucking joke. Can I hang on with it turning up? Honest to God. What a nightmare. <laughs> Michelle the Pfeiffer. 
We've sunk. We've sunk as <laughs> we've sunk as uh, deep as we can go. But like she's uh, she's great as the like kind of because she's played some roles like fabulous Baker Boys and stuff like that where she mm. plays like a really outwardly powerful person and like Fucking and Catwoman. she's a good Catwoman. <laughs> she, she plays like she plays kind of the same character as she does as. Uh, Selena, Kyle, and aye, Catwoman. Aye, totally. She's just kind of got yeah, that like yeah. that shuffle that kind of. Oh, I forgot him. So it's like yeah. buying a pair of glasses on Michelle Pfeiffer, and you've got your. Yeah, aye, <laughs> that's it, man. So Selena it's like she's, she's kind of playing that character a wee bit yeah. as well. Actually, that's something I thought there was a good few coincidences. Like I think Tim Burton took a lot of cues for this because, well, that John Williams score, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of my favourites. Like. Good. It's fucking great. So like, it's so cheeky and playful and sinister. It's so. I don't. I, maybe I just dis- associate John Williams with so many big. Uh, that when I saw his name come up in the credits, I was like, oh, okay. It's good to see him do something. Uh, do something like that. Takes it shows his range. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's not just very, very bombastic. Um, I totally will. I think like see that scene where uh, the cameras panning over the top of that wee town in massive two tits. And uh, the, that music that's playing, like this is a year before uh, Beetlejuice, and it sounds exactly like in mm, uh, like, that whole setting and stuff. Like that. I think there was a lot of cues there, and obviously he's seen fucking Jack Nicholson in this and thought he's a Joker. Well, I mm, he said because like that's two like, year after two. I I it's funny yeah. how like I guess it feels like a middle point because you've got there's so much of the Joker in there coming up, but there's a lot of. There's a bit of the shining towards the end as aye, well. Aye. And there's a bit of because he's got that full spectrum, like the uh, the, the full spectrum. The <laughs> like the, this at the start, you've got this kind of amazing, like charismatic daft arse, and you love him. Aye. And then things get kind of dark, like when Felicia dies, and then like he, obviously like that's the the editing in that scene where he um, hurts. Uh, Suki and like you know and like it's and it's mm-hmm. creepy and it's genuinely like that that got under my skin a bit still does mm-hmm. uh, you know when like the clown gets splattered with the blood and stuff mm-hmm. like that and he's just eating this tomato and oh it's horrible. really that's a really like I think I, I guess that's one of those point. yeah that's one mm-hmm. of those moments where it's like <clears throat> um, you know so far in the film he's been a bit maybe a bit of a bad boy but he's been mm-hmm. kind of fun and like so you aye, need aye. to establish kind of why becomes, they need to aye. deal with them and then he says that line afterwards but it is quite it's jarring really for, because it's so light hearted and then all of a sudden it's like see I, was, I don't think it is because you've got uh, Felicia's death and everybody's like oh shit we've we better use this power responsibly this is bad and that's, yeah. that marks that turning point where they're like they try and I guess that's the beginning of the mm-hmm. uh, like dark period I, when and he becomes uh, an abuser basically yeah, I, I totally yeah. I, and I think that's like, I think that's the message it's trying to get oh, across absolutely. is it like you know that's what's happening and um, they uh, end up going to, but the tone mm. kind of goes back up again to like a big kind of uh, like farcical ending and like it's hilarious as well like yeah. when they're putting ne- needles through the, the voodoo the doll and that, voodoo he's, doll he's in the fucking ice cream parlour and he's like <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> fucking files his hand into a tub of ice cream <laughs> you okay sir are you having a stroke <laughs> <laughs> and then he fires into the church and gives that big speech. Uh, oh, that's. Can I ask you something? You're all church-going folk. I really want to ask you something. Do you think God knew what He was doing when He created woman? Huh? No shit. I really want to know. Or do you think it was just another one of his minor mistakes, like tidal waves, earthquakes, floods? You think women 
They're like that. That, in terms of when he's fucking storming about in that <laughs> furious, that what a performance, man. And then he gets back to kind of daft playfulness and the, the, the levity is back. <laughs> uh, and then it turns into maybe a fantasy film because he, he turns, you see him turn into maybe the devil may not be the devil but you see him turn anyway ah um, it's funny the, the whole the, the whole turning thing um, like his ent- his his entrance into the film he's snoring <laughs> at the back of the concert hall <gasps> but it's like they've kind of augmented the snoring slightly so it's grunting it's a very uh, growling um, like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's obviously little hints of growls and grunts yeah through the film so it's just like they've obviously like we'll put in these little things just so that when this bit happens at the end, mm-hmm. it makes, makes more sense. sense. And like but, um, that's yeah, that's it. Like whenever I watch any uh, any of George Miller's films, it's like you can watch it with the sound off and you still know what's going on because mm-hmm. he's a really visual director mm-hmm. and he knows what he wants you to see mm-hmm. and he knows how to communicate that visually perfectly. I swear to God, man! Like I've had like. I've had this. Uh, I'm not going to do it because fuck that. But I want to. I want to kind of test it, like just mute it for about ten minutes, you know, and see what's going on. Because uh, I, I, I guarantee it, like you will be able to know. Because he knows how to, like the fucking camera movement in that film, man. It's gorgeous. He knows how to well, take care of that side of things. That's thing. what I've got to say. Like, there's not a lot of George Millerisms, but when he does them, he does them amazing. Like, there's just even that single shot of Susan Sarandon on the cart with the pink balloons mm-hmm. flying towards the pool, and she jumps from the chandelier. Yeah. So, like that's shot like such like a like in a George Miller style like it's right behind her but it's attached there so when she's moving the camera's moving at the exact same speed and the exact uh-huh. same thing like you're on the cartwheel and then she does the jump for the mm-hmm. chandelier and all that so like that's it's really nice there's just a lot of nice wee like flares and touches and he obviously enjoys his practical uh-huh. his practical boys because the, the practical effects in it are fucking cool man he knows what he knows about Mars yeah you know? exactly it looks like uh, it's like it's got a like even although there's like there's some stuff that ILM had done like the tennis match mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Ah, the tennis match is really good. Uh, it's great mm-hmm. in terms of like the, how it uh, its relevance to the actual overall uh, story and like just taking it out as its own piece. It works fucking brilliantly and it looks gorgeous too. Yeah. Uh, but like it's it's rare that you get like such early CGI as well it's like it's rare that you get instances of early CGI that isn't like you know really jarring or noticeable uh, in a any film that decides to make a magic tennis ball get shot into the sky and make it rain is always uh, a solid tennis <laughs> like, like again the ten, like it's kind of nice how it does it because the film sort of moves you along um, like I said when I was watching it not knowing what it was about and then suddenly the, the magic tennis ball starts happening and then you're kind of you kind of go oh shit what's happening because it's like everything's everything's just sort of it's like it could be any film mm-hmm. up until that point and then yeah totally because the it, it starts off like a comic it's, it's, like, it's really subtle but it's a, it's a turning point but it's like a really odd subtle yeah. one yeah like, so it kind of like it gets you prepared for like the fantasy element because like at start you've got like a comedy then a bit of a horror and then mm. a bit of fantasy like, mm. those are the three different films that I think it is but it, it, at no point does it really seem jarring to me at all mm. you know everything happens for a reason yeah, um, yeah. but I get why it can be divisive for a lot of folk you know because a lot of folk are like from my experience like 
folk are into watching one film uh, you know start to finish and that's it like, yeah. and that's that's cool like, I get that I totally um, I'm, I get that logic but I think it's also interesting to see a film that just yeah. tries different things it's you know? fair like to do that thing where you twist and twist and twist through a film you're running you're walking a very fine line I think sometimes like George can, though can do no it. he does it like yeah. he totally does yeah. it but like yeah I can see what you like <clears throat> For for some reason, when a film does something unexpected and then does it again, I guess some people's reactions are like, ah, mm. I, I can't. I think people I can't, might feel It's exploited. almost like they can't hold on to it. Maybe. Yeah, because like your guards doing as well, you know, because like you've already had that twist. So when like, somebody yeah. does it bad, like uh, like for example, Red State. Have you seen Red State? Uh, Red State Ribs. Kevin Smith. Oh, oh shit! Aye, yes, aye. Like he, the way he wrote that film was like when he talks about writing that film he says that every time he felt like he knew where it was going he'd switch it up which in theory sounds like a really great way to mm-hmm. write a film but actually what ends up happening is, is you're really enjoying the film and then suddenly it turns into an action film like and then it turns and you just <laughs> it oh. does. it's a shame because yeah. there's elements where you're like oh, 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 oh. Mm. but ah, yeah no, you're it's right it's the, the, the I, it. I, you're, you're really conscious of the changes and it's not that they're no, because uh, they're, they're bad or anything yeah. like that, but they are. <laughs> so that's a terrible point to make, Danny Brown. No, uh, no the, the thing I like about Richie's Eastwick is it's very, like, it's very specific to being a Sunday Halloween film. Like, see if Halloween was on a Sunday. <laughs> Witches Eastwick's a perfect Halloween Aye. Sunday. I don't know when the fuck you'll get the next Sunday Halloween. Is it this year? Uh, it's this year. Well then, <laughs> there you fucking go. So watch it on a on a Halloween Sunday. It feels nice, and it's like it's very much it's it's a it's a weird thing to say, but it's very much like a mum horror film. It's, it, like yeah, no, I think like, no, like, no like, 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 my mum would like it, and my mum fucking hates horror films. No, totally. like, she, the only horror film she's seen is Thirty Days a Night, and my dad made her watch it, and she couldn't <laughs> sleep. <laughs> but oh. I genuinely think my mum would like Witches yeah, Eastwick because yeah. it's it's no it's. It feels light-hearted, but it's got really dark elements running through its, it's tiny the, veins. And actual issues as well. And it's, actual it's issues, but it's, plus it's got share, it's got the share factor, uh, like, it's mm-hmm. got that draw to it. But well, it's what you were saying earlier, like, something didn't occur to me either, but the whole pre-Tim Burton, Tim Burton thing, it's like, like it's on... Ah, it's, it's, and it's so bright and, and, like, most of it is, like, big sunny days, big mm-hmm. aye, aye. saturated colours. And aye, it's only two, it's either this... bright or dark. It's like that's the the two kind of you know elements of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's something I never noticed either, really. But like when uh, when like you know during the kind of hot like the kind of horror part when things get a bit gloomy mm-hmm. uh, after Felicia dies, like that uh, telegraphs the kind of horror part, and it get everything gets dark at that point. Like and it's like you know it's a really kind of transparent uh, device to use, but it's it's effective. It fucking aye, works. So aye. you know. Yeah, and he uses like, it well. It's got like three really good, strong female leads who who are respected by the film. Yeah, and it's Aye. and it's weird. That it's no like yeah, again, it's no sexualizing them in a way that the characters don't deserve. It's like if they're sexualized in it, it's because they are sexual. Well, people all, and beings uh, and because they're horny because they're, they're horny <laughs> and they're <laughs> empowered. And that, Imagine know, that. All the, eh? Like all like, of the male, all of the male characters in the film are basically dicks. Aye, because you've obviously got, you've got the teacher in the school. Mm-hmm. They establish very quickly on that he's a he massive sleaze bag, Aye. and then you've got the the husband Veronica Cartwright's husband, bless him. Aye, it's just, 
he's just, just a bit useless. He's just, uh, just a wet fart. But like he's he's great though. Like that whole dynamic, and he's just like it's just suffering. The whole she's, time. she's gone like Bonzo, like they're, here, <laughs> they're like they're inside me and all that, and he's like, oh fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> totally. I can't <laughs> understand a word you're saying. It's <laughs> good that, but I it does feel very like a mum would enjoy it. Uh, well, and a good well, one. Yeah, I think solid. Yeah, one, like. I, think I guess it's just because it, it it does feel like. I mean, I guess it's a very well, it's a female-led film, and I guess mm-hmm. that's why it feels like that. But like when I was watching it on Friday, like the one of the main, excuse me, one of the main things I thought was, how did this, how did this film get made? I like I know, especially in like the late eighties, uh, and it doesn't like yeah, well, and there's no like fucking upskirt shots or just shot the shots like falling in their arse and all that. It's like. Which no. is very eighties, but they're It feels like the 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 best way to get um, it's it's not great, like, but the best way to get uh, uh, that sort of stuff into mainstream cinemas through genre films, really, isn't it? It's Basically. like if you want female leads, make it a genre film. That's if you it. want a lead black character, make it a genre <laughs> film. Uh, there you go, man. <laughs> I know it's weird, honestly, God, man. That's why they're the best. That's why they're the best. One of the most progressive directors are working in horror. There, like even like look back at uh, George Romero, like in this and the, at the time that Night of the Living Dead came out, mm. many films had a black lead. Mm. None. Yeah, yeah, like it just didn't happen, you know, or they were like you know vilified or something. It's a fucking it's, Hollywood's still a fucking mess, man. <laughs> But I like. I mean, it's yeah. It's interesting. Like, it, which is a beast. Like, it's interesting because you're like, well, you've got that film, and then years later, he's making Fury Road, mm-hmm. and it's still the issues are still the same. Ah, you've still got fuck boys on YouTube. The oh, only God, difference. Can you imagine, imagine, can you imagine uh, Twitter when fucking witches be swinging? <laughs> oh, you fucking. Witches are male and they're called warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how did witches of Eastwick do? Uh, it done pretty well. Uh, 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 mm. It got mixed. Uh, uh, no, no, got critically done pretty well. Ah, uh, okay. I th- it made its money back. I know it's bit. Well, it's, I mean, but, we didn't really talk about the fact that it was based on a book, but I mean, <clears> I'm assuming that none of us have read the book. No, no. So. Well, my mum read it, and uh, she said she had some interesting things to say about it in terms of like the adaptation. Uh, the book's a lot darker. Right. Like, I remember her telling me that one, like the kind of Felicia character, uh, uh, they they give her the the. Coven get together and give her cancer. Oh yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, yeah. I uh, that. What else did she say? There's some other stuff. It's like but, pretty dark anyway, and it's yeah. like a little too dark. It's the sort oh, of thing like that works Miller. better in book than it would in film. It'd be totally at odds with the bright. Mm. Kind of, it would also make it very difficult to like the characters mm. if they were going to be given folk cancer. Well, that's the thing. Like the witches were a lot more like uh, affected by Daryl in the book, mm. and they were like they kind of lost a lot of their strength. I think. Mm. Uh, by the sounds of things so I think I'd, let's know let's also address the fact that uh, it spurred uh, three teleseries did it? Not, aye like there was an attempt what, to like make it what three separate aye so there was like what the what, Witches Eastwick in the 90s and it was the showrunner for it was the director of Halloween 2 oh Christ oh. let's see his fucking name <laughs> John Carpenter's Richard pal Franklin uh, I can't remember man but aye <laughs> He's, uh, he was he was uh, the showrunner for that never left it I think it was just a pilot and then that was it uh, then and there was one in the <laughs> <laughs> why did that take me longer or just then you're like what's he 
<laughs> What's he fucking doing? <laughs> I am. Um, Is that a blogger wheel? <laughs> da. <laughs> like the early noughties, they tried to make it again. Uh, Chris Evans was in it. No, DFI. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, brief uh, uh, Desperate Housewives. She was she was in it as well. Lovely. I could totally see it in like a Desperate Housewives type setting. Yeah, uh, and then there was one more recently. I think maybe two or three years ago, just called Eastwick, maybe. Uh, oh, and it's like I think that's got two seasons in, and then it got cancelled. Right. Um, but apparently they're all a bit. But Veronica Cartwright's in that the most recent one. But uh, and then there's a, a musical version of it as well. Oh fuck! Like, let me tell you something. Mario Pello was in one of them. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> The great thing about this piece is that each individual person within it, they gave me my inspiration and uh, because it isn't a world I was familiar with, you know, I come from a uh, musical background and so when I'm in a musical theatre, they were there for me and very supportive. Fucking farty smell. <laughs> Party mellow. <laughs> farty pillow. pretending to be Michael McDonald <laughs> singing Marty Pello songs and the fact that he just came up has just reignited that fire. <laughs> no, I was like, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh. He's got to do it. <laughs> I was <laughs> teasing it at you. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. So, I can't wait to put, when I'm writing, putting us on YouTube and writing all the tags, I can't wait to put Marty Pello. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it. Marty Pello, hashtag ponytail. <laughs> Another mum's choice. <laughs> I don't blame them. He's mom's a fucking dreamboat. That's sat in his face. <laughs> Pedal his ears. <laughs> Come with me, ma. I'd like to establish Video Namaste as the mum's choice for <laughs> mum's <laughs> choice awards. I want the Teen Choice Awards. Get me that giant surfboard. <laughs> and that's what I want—a free surfboard. I know, man. Imagine uh, that. Right, please. <laughs> What's this? The only thing in your house. The Teen, the teen Choice Awards. They're not like. Be gongs, they're fucking surfboards. Big surfboards. Who runs the Teen Choice Awards? Uh, is it Nickelodeon or MTV? MTV Teen I Choice Awards? Or one of them, it's either Nickelodeon or MTV. Your, your fucking awards are surfboards. Full size. Gold. Imagine you had to buy <laughs> I, one. I think George Miller's got one, by the way. Oh. Imagine getting like a, a, a glass cabinet for your awards and just having a big surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> but having to cut a wee hole at the top so the pokey bit. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, fuck that, man. I just use it as an extra bed for when folk were staying here. What's that? It's my Teen Choice of what? What beds fucks you have to sleep? Can't get rid of it. I'm just sleeping my warm. Sorry about that. 
sleep and sleep in the trophy room. <laughs> we should probably start rapping. Up, wrapping up. <laughs> We're definitely no rapping. <laughs> Fuck no. Look at you, you fat messies. I haven't even had one. Oh, sorry. Jesus fucking Christ. We've eaten all the chocolate-leibnitz. But <laughs> I, I didn't regret it because there's dark chocolate digestives that have been open Arr. in my bag all year. <laughs> <laughs> so there's probably all sorts of bag vapour. Oh, nice, man. I hope there's some fluff going on in there. <laughs> fluff and bag salt. I'll be smiling and there'll be a bit of fluff going on Ooh, there. Oh, that tastes like astroturf. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have one even though I feel a bit sick because I've eaten too much. Imagine going to the e-cig shop and asking for some bag vapor. It's a bottle of bag vapor. What flavour are you after, Sean? Bag salt. (laughs) What do you mean bag salt? Like, can they shit at the bottom of a bag? A school bag? Like sharpenings and lead and granite and soap fluff. I want that. We don't need to do that. We've only got two in the shoe. I'll take blueberry then. (laughs) (laughs) I love the amount of vape chat on this, man. (laughs) Yeah, which is a beast way. Like, I really liked it. Um, I can see why people might have difficulty with it, though, because it it has that thing, especially when it comes to sort of mainstream films, where um, the twists could could potentially feel that some people like me a bit a bit. Uh, confused and a bit all over the place, mm-hmm. um, but if you can handle it, then the the shifts are, you know, they're great. But um, it must have been a hell of a film to market. Uh, it must have been, been a nightmare. And the whole deal was like Jack Nicholson, like mm. and some some birds. That was the marketing idea. <laughs> some birds on top of Jack Nicholson's head, and he's the devil. That's it. And like because at that, that point that, that poster art that is fucking stinking <laughs> uh, I can't get on board with it that I've is, got that in a postcard I'll have you framed it and everything that is like that is fucking stinking look at this look at the absolute nitty that who put that together you're fucking me brother <laughs> I just got a photoshop class done <laughs> I've just been doing the photoshop <laughs> been doing the internet cafe I only could afford 30 minutes so I've just had to bang that up <laughs> I couldn't even finish my email in a job centre. <laughs> George Miller said he's his wee brother. There's a fiver. Go and the, the internet shop? No. Go <laughs> and the Photoshop. The internet cafe. It's £2.50 an hour, but you've got to buy a, a coffee while you're there as well. And then he'd be playing Bucking Unreal Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> it's keyword roundup time for Witches Eastwick. Do you want to explain to the viewers what keyword roundup is? Keyword roundup is I go on the IMDB page for the film that we're reviewing, look on the keywords and pick out the 10 best keywords or key phrases related to this film. Are you ready? Yes. He is with that big chocolate cup. Oh, the chocolate in your teeth. Right. <laughs> We're going to zoom right in here. Yeah. Oh, oh, they don't need that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, Tantrum. Cynicism. Horniness. <laughs> Soul selling. I want on the, in on that horniness. That's, uh, that's cynical horniness. <laughs> Soul selling. Falling downstairs. Divorcee. Cherry. Broken leg, yelling, and baby. <laughs> that is keyword roundup for Witches of Eastwick. Whee! Thank you. Onwards to feedback. Yes. Let's. We so we we asked Twitter. 
Well, Which is probably anyone that's the handful of people that are watching. <laughs> we really love you. <laughs> um, we'll just go for a couple of bits of feedback. At Danbot007 asks, Any films that never got a sequel that you honestly think deserved one? Uh, Masters of the Universe. This is very, very oh, true. <laughs> Only because, like, I remember being a kid and watching it, being like, "Oh, there's going to be a sequel then," because the bit at the end when Skeletor pops up, you're like, "Oh, right, okay, well, he will be, obviously." Films so they don't lie. Just, they wouldn't just do that. Uh, yeah, I remember oh, that day, like, thinking they lied. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Why did Dad lie? When's it coming out? Just get an alphabetic spaghetti and just writing lies. <laughs> Mum, when's it coming? When's it coming? I'm still waiting, Mum. Ask the video shop man. <laughs> uh, I can't. I still can't believe that there's no Demolition Man sequel. I can. I can very much believe it. Don't fucking I say it. that. I love Demolition Man uh-huh. so so much, but I can believe there's no sequel. It done everything it needed to. I know. I know. You're absolutely right. I just see the film. I'm sorry. I'm, like, sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm just lying. No, it's fine. I'm upset that Galaxy <laughs> Quest was moving forward. To get a sequel before Alan Rickman died. Oh, fuck. Alice. Mine's is still, and I know that it's apparently, it's not, I don't know if it's in the works, but it's still like people are still gearing towards it, but Dread. Aye. I'd love a Dread sequel. Yeah, fucking that's, would die for that. It's one of those odd universal things that nobody's doing anything about. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I mean, I know the film wasn't a great success. I think I've got a bit of dribble. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just thinking about it, oh, Carl Orman. Oh. That no, guy, that guy can frunt in my pants. Um, and I, I, it didn't do that well, but the cult following and the people who have watched it, mm-hmm. like, I don't know anybody that's seen Dread and hated it. Mm. I know people that have seen Dread and been like, it's fine, but nobody's watched it and been like, that was fucking shit. It's just because not enough people saw it. Exactly. Yeah. It's really, but it's really no, good. But then in home release, it had, it had that whole fucking. Shawshank King would have done really fucking well mm-hmm. in home sales. I watched it in I watched it in the pictures in three D and in somebody's house in three D, and see the three D in the house. Holy shit, minted. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, and I, I don't care for three D, but the three D in the house, I was like, this is that's the film, like, fucking cool. Even saying that, even when people told me, I was still like, no, but. The reason I never saw Dread in the pictures is that it wasn't on very often, and it, well, when it was on. It was only in 3D, Aye. and I think there was one place in all of Scotland, and it was Cineworld in, excuse me, and it was Cineworld in uh, Glasgow that was showing it in 2D, so I'd never bothered going to see it. Aye. I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. Uh, I've seen it. But everyone was like, everyone everyone was like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not that into 3D, but you should watch Dread in 3D. Aye. It's, it's really good, and it's really cool, but it's, plus it works in... In terms of it, it itself, it builds itself a big universe, then condenses it right in. So yeah. if there was a sequel, it's got so much scope just for the bookends of the film showing mm. you the rest of the world. It's I like, know that was uh, yes, I know yeah exactly that, that was, it was such a tease, isn't it? It's mm. like I want to go over there, aye, aye. and it's like because um, you get that establishing shot, the aerial shot, uh, Mega City One, one. stuff like that, and then you're you're claustrophobic in this one building, but it's brilliant. It's a really good way to introduce like, like a universe. You've got all the characters, which is the most important thing. Plus you get to know who everybody is. I see money, mm-hmm. and it looks great, and mm-hmm. you get a wee hint of what's out there. But I totally that would. Uh, aye, that, that's aye, that's that's kind of always. But again, that, like, me that I mean, the, the fact that that even that one exists, I guess, mm-hmm. is something that we should be thankful for because 
to make a a, 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 a comic um, IP into a film and actually not have it as a fucking PG is Aye. Well, at that time it's ultra violent like yeah I mean it's going to be obviously we had Deadpool and that and that was um, I've still not seen it actually but we had Deadpool just read uh, some subreddits for 2004 that's you got the I night <laughs> get it about jokes about no scrubs I <laughs> <laughs> totally it's an epic adventure. I was just saying, it's like I've, I've not watched it yet because it is funny, from it, it looks like the fucking it looks like an adaptation of a can of monster. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I wish somebody would describe me. <laughs> <laughs> now he's like a fucking rainbow. Awesome. Yeah. I can't. I can't you a man think who describes you the way that Richie describes Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't think of a film that that genuinely deserves a sequel I'd like can I have a film that's got a shite sequel and pretend that didn't exist do you remind that <laughs> film that came and out and then wish that does he can you, I can't even remember what was mind that film that came out a couple of years ago about was it about a psychic detective or something like that the and it was going to be a, it originally started as a sequel to that 7 that was this year was that this year that was this year did you see it? Uh, Did the fuck? <laughs> Colin, Colin Farrell and because they're two like they end up being two psychics. Anthony Hopkins like, as well. Aye, aye. like battling aye. each other. And they're like, like a battle in their own minds. Just watch Push. Did any of them see Push? By the way, aye, aye. It's pretty good. Wait, wait. I know. I was thinking for some reason I went the Jumper. <laughs> wait, it's Push. Jumper's the one with Chris Evans. Ah right, okay. It's and that was weirdly, it's really low rated. That's not another episode though. As well. Ah, that's another episode, but that's yeah. that's a really low rated one. That's quite good. Um, do you want me to move on to another question? I don't know. It's Easter hunt. No, I've got to get one. I've got to get at least one in. Aye. The big Lebowski too. No, no. No, it's gone. There I'm must be. There must, like, I, I was thinking there must you know, be something. Like, fucking kill me as well. As soon as it obviously, comes to like, me. Obviously, well, I was thinking of the, the things that we've done. Like, obviously, a Monster Squad sequel would have been. Would have been pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd really like. N- well, no, that's not the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really like a pun out of grapes. <laughs> Fuck my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of an easy question, an answer to an easy question. Um, what well, about a sequel um, to Judge Dredd? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 how's that? You mean Danny Cannon's Judge Dredd? <laughs> <laughs> I stand beside. <laughs> hey, it's a good film. Tank Girl. I'd like a sequel to Tank Girl that's, fucking, that's good, that's cast properly. That works well, and it actually addresses the existence of Tank Girl and goes, "Went that a bit," <laughs> <laughs> but still have Courtney Love curating the soundtrack. Aye, aye. But please, thank you. Aye. No, that's a shite answer. Fucking, I don't fucking know. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Danbot 007. We can't help you there. Sorry. <coughs> What's yours? I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear other people's. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty anyway. cool. Let's <laughs> uh, get them in. Let's get them in. You know, just a revolving door. Yeah, totally. uh, Listen, Claire, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody's staying. <laughs> like who? Everybody. Twelve. Um, at Noldo, it's not a question. He's just kind of it's just a point of discussion. Spielberg's Jewel, an absolute tense beller and smashing pre-hitcher road menace film. Oh, uh, Jewel was close to being picked. I was close to picking Jewel. Huh? Uh, I was close to picking Jewel uh, by Spielberg. I could have watched Jewel over the weekend. I know. <laughs> you can do it when you get him. Uh, I was go- I was close to picking Jewel by Spielberg, and um, 
Blue Steel by Catherine Bigelow because they, they're two that I totally champion but um, I Jules Jules a banger Jules Brown it's a fucking it's like a monster movie as well it's a tr- the monster's a truck Aye. it's brilliant <laughs> plus like as I always say it showcases how much Spielberg loves lenses every Aye. single different lens that was possibly available in Hollywood is used in that film <laughs> it's a TV it's film as well it's a TV it? film it's and like the re-shot re- bits to extend it so it can oh, have a theatrical right. release Aye. It's fucking brilliant. No, but again, that's just strength. He's filmmaking. It's yeah. like how it it's feels solid. like a one. You know, it's like that thing with uh, the problem I had with uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, like the original mm. one. Mm. Is that you can tell it's a mini series just put together. It doesn't need work. It's just like lump, uh. lump, lump. You know, it doesn't feel like three different acts or anything. Like it's just three episodes chucked together. But mm. he's managed to make like a a thing in its own right. Mm. And it works really well, and it's really it's you can't believe his age when he shot it, mm. and also. How well it accomplished it all is absolutely every element, like the, the tiny wee telly film budget that it had. I know everyone nice. watching and because of the time it came out as well, everyone was watching a telly that was about well, that size. Totally, and it's oh. well, it's, it's it's like a very it's a it's a really proto slasher because mm-hmm. always Dane's getting chased and he's trying to hide and the guy can't he can't get rid of the guy and the guy's like basically omnipresent and you never really see the guy who's driving the fucking yeah. the big van that's chasing him. And it's like ah, it's very early pro slasher, unlike like kind of like Terminator as well. Like Terminator's mm-hmm. like that slashery mm-hmm. style. So it's and it's like I like that how claustrophobic it feels, tight. despite it, the fact that it's set pretty much in a huge yeah. desert. Aye. But Aye. you're still like you know you're contained in whatever environment it is. I think that's pretty pretty much what makes it like more uh, like tough to watch is the fact that you've got all there's this space help. outside and I I and also the there's, there's yeah that's the biggest like that's the biggest challenge with doing any film like that is like is trying to make it believable that you can't get away from the Aye. thing that's and that's chasing you and it's like and it's a big muckle truck it probably takes about 45 minutes to turn around <laughs> all you have to do is do a three point turn and go in the other direction <laughs> you could lose them fucking car chat <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well guys, yeah. what you want to get real soon? <laughs> Just do yourself another three point turn, get rid of the bastard, get him in the fucking bin. You can wave as you flash past him in your brand new Maserati. I love the idea that instead of the, the truck going off the cliff at the end, it just jackknifes Spoiler on the M8. Spoiler fuck and help. It just jackknifes on the M8 and causes a big <laughs> tailback. <laughs> Or <laughs> the cola starts spilling at the tank. Huge <laughs> <laughs> cola spilling near me. Get your straws. Okay, what else? Off he's sticky. If he's also watching as well, a film that's a wee bit like Jewel, and it's also, he's not a big director as such, but it's a kind of underrated banger, is Breakdown starring Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. That's, that's kind of Julie, but it's a. Uh, it's well worth a watch. Really it's tense, really nice. Super tense. It's really Julie, intense. It's Julie, Julie Walters. <laughs> um, just one there. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Louis Kong asks, you all seem to have similar tastes, but what's the one film you like that all the other guys don't? Oh, Jesus. Mm. That must be... I, I, uh. I see that. I think that's why we're doing this, because we I know we need to get somebody in that's like you know right. an go, guys come on <laughs> so like, like are you, are you I don't mind what Constantine 
I fucking love Constantine. Uh, I need to go back to Constantine. Nah, you don't need. Hey, buddy. Nah. I need to go back to Constantine with my expectations now. Constantine, director's cut with the commentary on. Is it director's know, cut? There's the director's cut. With the commentary on, it's so fucking it's, interesting. I guess it's the like. The guys have researched it to the help, man. It's the the, good the stuff. bit of, I'd like the, to the, hear the, the Hellblazers that it's amazing. based on mm-hmm. is like really. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, just there's some cool bits in it, and it's got Gavin Rossdale in it. <laughs> Fucking yes! <laughs> this big Balthazar flicking that coin bit. Glycerin! Glicking good. See, that's, the that's thing all is, you want, man. Funny, that's a five star film there. The funny thing is, is like they gave, so they gave us that Constantine film with Keanu Reeves, and everyone's like, it's not, that's not. Constantine. I don't understand Constantine's English. He's got blonde hair. Uh, he wears a pigment. Like, and then they're like, "Okay, well, we'll give you the here's, we'll here's give our you, business here's, man. Here's here's another. Con- so he gives us the telly Constantine. He sounds like fucking Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Me <Meola. laughs> Get in this, member. Bye. <laughs> have you got any any like films that he's on? Yeah, uh, blah, 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 blah. He's into that. No, the rest is only. <sighs> no, I don't like. I think I know. Like I, I enjoyed Neon Demon. And you uh, fucking, I hated, I fucking it. hated it. So I think that's maybe one that's got to be like Gal- a big barrier bang. for us. I liked it, but I didn't even love it, you know. So I don't know. I think that's probably the best I can think about. But there's nothing really. I think that we've kind of disagreed on. So no, I don't think anything. The that first time me and Danny interacted with each other ever, and you probably don't remember this, is uh, was on a forum, Libby MS, and it was me disagreeing with you. Uh, because I quite enjoyed Southland Tales. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That was so our Southland first ever interaction. That's weird, man. Because now I've come into that and I've watched it again and uh, I'm in it. Like, <laughs> only because it's like I like the uh, I'm torturing myself and I like the pain. <laughs> so, like, I watch that film I and think, I'm like, oh, see, I don't know. I, I, I've not watched it since then, but I, I think I just remember really enjoying the cast Aye. and the fact that Christopher Lambert's in it. Aye, oh. But no, I can't. I can't really think of anything no. like, that particularly that that I know use both can stand. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, brings us to a close for this, the first reel of uh, well-known lesser knowns. I quite like that title. It's good, isn't it? No, I'll sorry, yeah, my, yeah. my title for it was the director's back pocket. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, well those lesser ones is fucking good day, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, next time we're going to be looking at the Coen Brothers' lovely film, proxy. the Hudsucker Proxy, um, and talking a wee bit about that. Um, if there's anything you want to say to us, or you want to talk to us, or whatever, uh, we're, on, we're on Twitter. Get us on the Twitter. Uh, the we'll names talk are to you. here. If you want to torture yourself, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're also at Video Namaste. So uh, thanks for joining us and goodbye. Bye. Just goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>